Hello. We are glad you found us. Please sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Welcome to When Life Attacks. Second month of the year, two shows in a row. We're hitting, we're firing us on all cylinders, wouldn't you say? Two, two, two appears to be our number. You got to break that streak. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in baseball, they wouldn't even call it a streak. It's not a streak. No, no. You're just warming up to a streak. Well, if you're just joining us, lifers, I'm James Hamilton. I'm Travis McFalls. We are dealing with a bit of a Super Bowl hangover, I guess, right? Yeah. It's more than just get the fuck out of town. Like... Yeah, I'm just blah. You contend with it really with your commute to work, right? Because right. they've it, like the Super Bowl completely just trash traffic. Yes, and uh, it as we discussed last week, cop activity, a lot of cop activity. It's still there a little bit. Like I think they're still trying to squeeze a couple extra few dollars out of it that they can. Hopefully that goes away as the week progresses. I'm ready for them to explain what kind of money the city made. I'm ready to see the figures on that. See, that's going to take a little time. I, I think we'll find out maybe by the end of the week. And then, cause I think some of those people were, were recording this on Monday, the day after the Super Bowl. The, did you call off work today? No, I didn't either. No, we got that going for us. Right. <laughs> Normally. Well, most, well, now you, you would expect me to be the guy that calls into work the day after the Super Bowl. Stanley Cup, if the Caps were in it, absolutely. Yes. Super Bowl, no. No. Bowl game for ASU. Yeah, I could see that. What the stakes are, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even guess that you would call in for work if the Orioles were in like a divisional series. No. Nah. World Series and the game's important or tipping point, maybe. Game 7. I'd, Orioles, I'd call in Game 7 World Series. Or the you know, three to one game where it looks like they're going to cap it off. Right. Yeah. 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 What about you? I'm, Would you have called in if the Vikings were going to the Super Bowl? had gone to the Super Bowl? See, I think part of the fun isn't sitting at home, sleeping it off. I think part of the fun's, you know, being out and celebrating and talking to everybody about it. Wasn't that a great game? Oh my God. Did you see that? And yeah, cause there's, that only lasts a couple of days. It, it really doesn't, you know, even in Philly, they'll talk about it a whole lot the next week, and it is, there's a steep decline. You know, how much work do you think got done in Philadelphia today? Yeah, I've heard something about lot. like eighty percent. Like I can't remember the figures that I was hearing on the you know on the news today, but apparently the day after Super Bowl Sunday is just an HR department's nightmare. Just a nightmare. Just trying to put asses in seats. <laughs> yeah, and the loss of productivity. Millions. I, I, I'm pretty sure. I, I don't think it got close to billions, but just the country in general. So they're coming to us with: Should the day after Super Bowl be a be a national holiday? Absolutely not. I concur. Should they move the Super Bowl to Saturday? Mm, 
I mean, I, I'm not opposed to it. And you know, that's, I mean, you're kind of a traditionalist, yeah. so I can see you going, but then it wouldn't be Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. You know, the NFL's kind of fucked that whole thing up. I mean, there's Thursday night football, Saturday night football, Monday night football. Right. And college football is done by this time of year. So who gives a fuck? I say, move it to Saturday. Moving it, moving the day would be something, but the reason they keep it on Sunday is because most people do have work off on Sunday. It's the most accessible day. Saturday, there's a a large enough percentage of people still working. I still say move it Saturday because that's a good idea. Those, yeah, I'm not shooting on your suggestion. Yeah, because then all those people, you know, they're not, you know, Peter Punchin's not calling in, or if he does call in on Monday, they're like, come on, Pete, the game was Saturday night. How long does it take you to sleep one off? I was reading. Excuse me. I was reading some crazy, uh, some crazy figures about how the NFL extorts a community basically for the Super Bowl. <laughs> See, and that's what. I, okay, so yeah, let's bring it back to like, how did Minneapolis make out on this? Because so they don't make uh, the, the local team nor stadium. The NFL makes one hundred percent of the money on all of the admission tickets sold in the stadium. So it's sort of like when you go to a movie. Um, the studio makes all of that money. The movie theater doesn't see any of that money. Movie theater is making all of its money off concessions. Even in the movie theater, they're making, uh, you know, like 20% or something. When I worked at a movie theater, it was 100% going to Hollywood. Yeah, that was that theater's choice. So you know, now they, they make a little off the tickets because attendance isn't what it is supposed to be. Now you're 100% right. That the bread, the, the profit in that motherfucking place is yeah. the $9 candy bar. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And so is that sort of how Minnesota had to make its money? Uh, well, they didn't go into the concessions, but I, I think the way that the concessions work, they wouldn't, the, the Minneapolis nor the stadium would have the opportunity to shut those businesses down from profiting that are in U.S. Bank Stadium. Okay. So I don't think it was the state of Minnesota's to give away. Right. I think that that deal is with the tenants. They rent it just like a space in the mall, and whatever happens in the mall happens in the mall. So in this case, attendance all goes to the NFL. They also wanted 35,000 free parking spaces. Okay. They wanted 35,000, 35,000 free parking spaces Ooh. for the day of the Super Bowl. They wanted eight luxury buses for transporting teams. They needed full security. I believe it was of the, the, the state or the city had to pay for the security was a hundred members of paid security for the two weeks of the Super Bowl. There were the uh, vendors had to pay for vending space for the Super Bowl, the big contributors. There was the 14,500 feet of barrier had to be donated, 800 pounds of ice a day, over a hundred hotel rooms, 10 uh, presidential suites, they called them, had to be donated. Uh, One uh, luxury box in U.S. Bank Stadium. The entire season had to be at the NFL's disposable disposal. Excuse me. Period. From preseason all the way to the Super Bowl, they got this and, one. And the suite. city, the city is paying for that. Who's well, paying for that? Is the, that why the state is of that, Minnesota is that and, why cigarette prices went up? Well, there was a group of contributors that I guess pooled together a hundred million dollars to help offset the costs for bringing the Super Bowl and the NFL here. Man, you really must want the Super Bowl. Like, I would never do that. <laughs> Here's, you know, like, even if I'm one of 100 people and we're each throwing down one mil, 
fuck you. <laughs> I'm not paying $7 million to have the Super Bowl come here. And then especially if you're a Minnesota fan to have the asshole Eagles fucking pelt you with a fucking snow battery and then come into your stadium and win it. Yeah, that sounds like Minnesota. Listen, you've gone negative here. I'm just giving statistics. All right. Well, the statistics, this sounds like an Olympic disaster so far. <laughs> like what happens like when the Olympics come to your town? We collect no sales tax. Okay. It's, get, it's getting better. They pay no sales tax, no city or any of that for, due to all of that donated dollar. There's no tax. Yeah. There's also no tax on the players' salaries or the NFL championship, I believe, brings owners money just like a... Uh, fantasy football league would for you know you being an owner of a fantasy team mm -hmm. none of that's taxed either it's part of the agreement of the super bowl so okay so our city so this is explaining why there's a lot of cop activity they need to make <laughs> trying money to, trying to make money <laughs> <laughs> you know i didn't think about it that way but now that you mention it yeah it's starting to paint a little clearer picture yeah we need to pinch those pennies man well, the argument is, is that the Super Bowl brings in so much other revenue, so many people renting hotels, eating dinners, using Uber, on and on for otherwise an event that wouldn't so be there. So to spread into the local economy. Right. They're going to inject, the figure they gave us is ridiculous. They said it injects something like 50 or $70 million in the local economy. And so they asked for a pittance of that, like 15 to $18 million from right. the city so, to bring the spectacle to your town. I was about to say, wait a minute. So 50 to 60 million is getting pumped into the city. Yep. We're already expending. Well, okay. We had to have people donate one, like double that just to get the Super Bowl to come here. Depending on how you do the math, usually a, a commercial dollar, 70 cents of every commercial dollar is spent either purchasing the goods or the services to create that mm -hmm. transaction. Right. And then they, they exponentially say, well, if, you know, if and then how many of those cents go to your employees and the overhead, right? You bought a hot dog. So somebody had to deliver that hot dog and somebody had to make that hot dog. So, you know, the rule of attrition and trickle down economics and blah, 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 blah. Really, you could take that 50 million and say that we created $150 million in active money. And yeah, it's, it's bizarre voodoo math. Yes. But right. hard money. We're out like 20 million. <laughs> this is a good idea, huh? Have the Super Bowl come to our town. It it seems rough. And you have you seen any of the folks that were professionally forced to be at the Super Bowl, either commentators or daily show people or morning news people? Have you, do you see any of the people on the air in Minneapolis? No. So uncomfortable would be a kind way to put it. They all look like they're freezing to death. Well, it was what, six degrees at kickoff? It was negative two where I was at. Okay. Yeah, it was, I went, I had to go out actually and just start my car to make sure it was still alive and let it run for about, you know, 15, 20 minutes. It was cold. Your basic interview would start off with, well, uh, let's go to Travis. He's live outside US Bank Stadium. Travis, how are you doing? I'm freezing my nuts off, Jim. <laughs> We're sure, we're sure sorry we had you, you stand outside for the last six minutes. Are you doing okay? My testicles, Jim. My testicles. I lost them. Uh, they went up into my stomach, and they're making their way up into my throat. I'd say that pretty much covers your average interview. So now let's take that interview and the feedback the audience got. We put out $20 million. We've injected $50 million into the economy. 
how much money do we lose by every person who's watching that the Super Bowls in Minnesota say, fuck, it looks really cold there. Let's never go there. Yeah. (laughs) That's two frozen Super Bowls now that I've been like in that town. Seven years ago, I was in Dallas. I went to the, you know, I didn't go to the Super Bowl in Dallas, but I went down to Dallas during the Super Bowl to get away from Pennsylvania and, you know, to spend time with people that were in Dallas. And I I thought, yes, I'm going to get away from this fucking cold shit. And it was just like a fucking ice storm and snow. And so, I mean, I don't get when people like players bitch, like, why is it in Minnesota? You know, it's going to be fucking cold. Well, they tried having it in Dallas and you had a fucking ice bowl there too. However, they can look at it and go, yeah, but Minnesota in February. Yeah, it sounds about right. Dallas in February. That was a fluke. I thought I had mixed emotions about it. I mean, I've said this before when I moved here or prior to moving here, I thought Minnesota was the coldest fucking place I've ever been in my life. When I initially moved up to the Wisconsin, Minnesota area. Yes. But I have Alaska. You have, you have. So maybe, well, you have the ocean warming you up there, depending on where you are. No, no, I was in Fairbanks. I was like, in Alaska. Okay, so colder. Yes. Um, but the difference is, though, Fairbanks is in like a valley. So it's just like walking into a freezer with no wind. Just you're walking into a freezer, but it's set at negative 60 degrees. Out here, you've got the fucking wind whipping you in the face. Hmm. I mean, there's a reason people... Okay, some people don't shave up in Minnesota because they're fucking hipsters and they're just douchebags. Most people up in Minnesota during this time of year don't shave because you ever fucking shave and it's negative fucking two degrees outside and you go to start your car and that blast of snowy wind just rips. Needles. Feels like needles. Oh, it just feels like it's ripping your fucking flesh off your face. So in that aspect of it, Minnesota cold is almost worse than Alaska cold. (laughs) It is. It is very cold. I, I, you know, I understand what these reporters are going through, but this is a very narrow period of time where it's bitterly cold. November, December are cool. Yes. Typically thirties, forties, not, not cold, cold. You start dipping into the Christmas time period. You start getting getting teens. We're getting cold. And mostly it's teens. It's Everybody in the state is unhappy when they start seeing seven degrees and one degree or negative two. I mean, that's not, those are little cold snaps that we all deal with. Yeah. Unfortunately, the world decided to visit the Super Bowl during a cold snap and they all were freezing to death. Well, it it hasn't been a cold snap. How long have we been bitching about the weather now? The last couple of weeks, really since probably December. Well, last, so. I mean, we had, we've had huge negative cold snaps. It was 45 the other day. For like one day. No, no. It was like a 20s for two days and then it warmed up to 40 another day and like almost my whole yard had no snow on it and then we got nailed with that snowstorm. Yeah. And then it kind of warmed up again and it got into the 30s. Now we're in a prolonged snap of like 17s. But that's what I'm saying though is like we're in these prolonged snaps. Last two winters, we didn't have like prolonged snaps like this. No, no. That's true. I'll give you that. We've had a, a you few know, more clips. Like, like a snap would be like three days and then you go back into the 20s, 30s. So the whole world caught us in the middle of just a shitty winter. Just yeah. 
a very aggressive winter temperature wise. And we kind of had that lame snowfall where you get like an inch of light snow. So everything's messy and yeah. shitty and wet. Yeah. Just miserable. I saw Heinz Ward this morning on headline news and he just looked, I mean, he just looks so unhappy. <laughs> like he can't wait to leave. Yeah. Shit. I mean, I can't wait to leave. I would love to be able to leave right now. But I mean, you know, that's just what gets me, man. Fucking Minnesotan just, you know, what? You just, you know, go and work your 72 hours a week and, uh, you know, you're just out in this shit and uh, whatever. You just bitch about it and be done with it. Well, and that's where I was going with this is you and I kind of, I'm not from Minnesota. I've lived in Minnesota now for roughly, what's it been? 25 years. So the majority of your life. The majority of my life I've lived here. I moved here when I was a teenager. Uh, but I'm not the guy that walks around in basketball shorts and a sweatshirt. I mean, that guy's everywhere in Minnesota. That guy is here. No hats, no gloves. He's just like, I'm good. I'm I, good. I saw a douchebag actually in uh in uh the grocery store the other day just sitting, you know how grocery stores have little mini quote unquote food courts. Yeah. Which is like a table by the deli. Dude's just sitting out there like he's like from a fucking greaser movie wearing like fucking jeans cuffed up and uh a sleeveless fucking white shirt. Yeah, I mean he's inside, but like what the fuck, guy? Well, he was both out of time and out of step, so maybe he's not a great example. How about all of the people you're walking into Target with? I would say out of 20 people, two. So what is that? 10% will be either in shorts, a short skirt, no jacket, just a t-shirt. I mean, say what you will, these people are hardcore. They are hardcore. They do not feel the cold like normal humans. Now, typically though, these aren't guys that have like a decent like BMI that are doing this. I mean, they've no. got some, they've got some layers. No, 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 no. I wouldn't, I would, I would say I would, I strongly disagree with that. You've seen like string beans. Oh yeah. 14 year old kids, uh, girls, girl. I mean, I, I saw a girl today who had to have been freezing to death. She, she was dressed like she was going to go to the beach. <laughs> She had a tiny skirt on. She had a short sleeve shirt on. The, she had little platform boots on. And she had a jacket that maybe be fall weather jacket. And she looked fine. <laughs> totally fine. Fuck it. Do we have polar bears out here? You know, those polar bear fucking clubs where the people yeah. go and oh, yeah. jump polar plunge clubs. Totally. The only reason I would watch that, like I, I'm just like sitting there kind of hoping one of those fuckers dies. Oh yeah. There's one that takes place just down the road here. Oh, at PL monthly, like at the lake. Yeah. Oh man. Has anyone died? No, oh, I'm not going. I'm just no. waiting for someone just to just get in there. You and don't just want to watch, you don't wanna watch one of those. They goad you into it. Oh, they're like, oh, you've got to do it too. What are you, a pussy? No, there's, yeah, there's just, there's an environment there where all of a sudden you find yourself going, okay, I'm going to do it. Like, what are you thinking in your mind? (laughs) What happened? I came here to watch Hank and now I'm going to do this. Fuck that. I know. I know. Did you do it? No, I've never, gone, I've never gone and watched one. I just hear the stories of the people like, so I went there to watch. and <laughs> Next thing I know, <laughs> I'm jumping in and daggers are going through my body. And my I'm pretty sure my heart stopped for about a good five seconds. I didn't see, which would have been interesting to do. Because I mean, that would have, that, what about that? We should have done that. We should have gone to like Nokomis, right? Uh-huh. And sold bus rides from downtown to Nokomis where they could get their picture taken and do a polar plunge in Minnesota. 
So all the hardcore fans coming into the Super Bowl could have come over. That I mean, would have been free for us. We just have a hole in the lake in a in a digital camera. What's your email? <laughs> so, Boom. So we be fifty bucks. So you're saying we just go to Lake Nokomis? Yeah. We just punch a fucking hole in it. Well, we'll drill it. And then we get these assholes to come in here and take their. Yeah. What the fuck? Were we think it worked we, beautifully. We should have done that. We needed a sheet or even just a towel that said Minnesota uh, and a digital camera. Yeah. We'd have made 50 bucks ahead. We probably filled that bus up 10 times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then how much? See, I'm crunching the numbers now. How many well, people? Your can average bus, about 80 people. 80 people. So let's see. Here. So you got $4,000. my calculator here? $4,000 a bus. 80 people. 40, 50 grand. 50. Oh, man. And how much do you think the bus would cost? Nothing. Plus gas. None, virtually nothing. Yeah. We could run to, rent a bus for a week with gas, those trips. I mean, and that's only if you do eight buses. What? We need very little marketing. We just need to pop up near a hotel. Yeah. Polar plunge, get your picture taken. Because <laughs> you can only shop plunge. so much. <laughs> yeah. And you know, every dickhead from around the world is like, oh, I could do this. Oh, I could do this. You probably get celebrities. Oh, I could do this. Oh, hey, you. Oh, you're doing this? No, you normally get things free. But for you, we're going to quadruple the price because you're you. This sounds like an idea we would have after the fact, after no the longer useful fact. at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fool's gold. Yep. We always get fool's gold. Awesome. I'm glad we came up with this now. Uh, I'm so happy now. I'm not depressed. We not at have, all. We could have actually made money on this bullshit investment we made as a state. We really could have. Yeah. Did you watch it? You know what? I, I, I probably would have. I could have taken time off of work and probably made more money doing that than going to work. Oh, by far. Yeah. And then just come back to work. Like after a little leave of absence of like. A week. We would have got a little ice house so that like while we were taking money, we were warm while they were freezing to death. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. fuck those assholes. Yeah. yeah. So well, tell then me. we'd had to have somebody keep the bus warm, though, so when they get back on. That's all covered in the bus fee. I thought this okay. through in the brief time that I just came up with it. Yeah. Yeah. She got to keep the bus running. So I answer my question. Did you watch the game? Oh, fuck no. You didn't watch the game at all? Not a single down. Commercials? Not a single half commercial. Time. Not a single song. Puppy halftime. What the fuck is that? Puppy half times where they take puppies and they put them out and they just run around or thing and be, they're cute. Like Not a single pup. No puppy. Not a. And none of the girls lingerie football halftime. Negative. Okay. Not a single piece of jure. Any, any pregame. Did you pregame the Super Bowl at all? Did you party at all? Negative. I ate a hoagie. Okay. Well, so yeah, we went to a Super Bowl party. No, no, no. I just had a hoagie delivered to my house. I ate it and then continued doing what I was doing, which is playing a game that's six years old. Do you typically watch the Super Bowl? Depends, but no. So typically you're not interested in the Super Bowl. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, I'm a college guy, first off. Right, but... And then, but then, but the problem with the Super Bowl is because then you go to these parties and then you do want to have a good time and then... You know, and then next thing you know, you don't want to be PD punch in, you know, like you don't want to be that guy Monday calling in, you know, as you get older, when I was younger. Yeah. I used to like to go to Super so Bowl So you parties. don't even watch the Super Bowl for fear that you'll end up at a party and you'll drink too much. So you just avoid the entire occasion on the unlikely event that you may be working that Monday your entire life. Well, no, I mean, I do watch. Well, if you're going to put it that way. I mean, Jesus, Jim. I mean, just make me sound like a fucking wash, why don't you? Um. <laughs> just sounds like a preposterous reason not to watch the Super Bowl beyond the fact that you're just well, no, not interested. Just, yeah, like last, well, no, last year, no, because I, no, no. So the greatest comeback in the history of Super Bowl play missed it entirely. Last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I was in Arizona and I went to a friend's concert instead. You know, last year the Patriots came back from a 
down to the Falcons 28 to three. When we left to go to the show, um, it looked like the Falcons had the game in hand. So when the Patriots turned around and won that game yeah, and they made their Super Bowl ring, mm-hmm. Kraft put exactly 283 diamonds in their Super Bowl ring because at one point the Falcons were winning 28 to three. And apparently the uh, owner of the Falcons was upset about that. I think his name's Arthur Blank. Is that right? I don't know. Yeah. I thought that was a fun little Super Bowl fact about last year. This year's Super Bowl was tough because I desperately, as I said in previous shows, wanted the Vikings to be in the Super Bowl. Yes. And I knew they would not beat the Eagles. I knew they wouldn't wouldn't beat them. I didn't think that they would be absolutely thrashed by the Eagles. And I kind of didn't think that the Vikings were going to beat the Saints. Mm-hmm. So when we pulled off the Minneapolis miracle, the I mean, it was a miracle. I, yeah. the, the Saints are a better team. The Vikings really overperformed during the season. So to host the Super Bowl and have the team that beat you come and play a team I already don't like, I very much dislike the Patriots. Yes. Tom Brady cannot stand him. I'm with you on that. Everyone, my little brother started asking, why don't you like Tom Brady? He's probably my favorite guy, goat, greatest of all time. You know, look at how he, how he this and look how he does that. And I, I think that he is a manufactured personality. (laughs) I don't think there's anything genuine about him and whether or not he's a great quarterback or not pales in comparison to the smug sort of, I don't know. There's just. Oh, well, I mean, it's just it, something about him. It's not the winning. It's just, it's just yeah. something about him. It's to the me, smugness that cool. comes off because it's like, if he had, I mean, that guy has so much time to, when you do watch him, he has so much time to throw the ball and it's not because he's back there dancing around, making time for himself. I mean, you could put you and your glass arm back there. That off that offensive line, most of his offensive lines will make most people look good. Well, what makes a quarterback look good is a quarterback making throws. And if a quarterback makes throws, there's less pressure on the quarterback and more people out in coverage. Well, yeah. I mean, if you've got seven seconds to throw a ball, think about how tough that is on a defensive back. They have to stick with a guy for seven seconds. See, now you're you're arguing the X's and O's. And it's hard to argue about Tom Brady's X's and O's. He's been great with good offensive lines and shit offensive lines. I, I can't argue with the fact that he is a great quarterback. But I don't like him. No, he's a prick. I don't like him. He is, he's not the everybody's friend, high school star quarterback. He's the guy that's, you know, rised, he's risen above the rest of us. And we're, we're all supposed to just marvel in the splendor of him and his Ugg boots. And I just don't like him. <laughs> Boston, my problem with Boston is Boston, when you visit or you spend time around people from Boston, that's all they see is Boston. That's all they are is Boston. There isn't anything west of Boston. There isn't anything north or south. It's just Boston. Right. They talk the way they are. You know, they, they carry their accent, their attitude, their, their, their stigmas. They're not a terribly tolerant area, I wouldn't say. Aren't they known <laughs> for being one of the most racist areas? In fact, in sports... <laughs> I'm not asking you if they are. I'm asking you if they're known for that. Uh, they're known for being one of the mouthiest, for sure. They're known for being outwardly racist. 
Yeah, I, I've, I've heard some shit. I've heard some shit from their fans. Yeah. Down to the Celtics basketball team, how players have been talked to and things have been said to them. As far as I understand, and this is not me, but from public opinion and what's out there, the consensus is they're not terribly tolerant, even though the the city's quite, you know, quite integrated. Yeah. I mean, then you have the entertaining. Remember the story from earlier that came from Massachusetts? Um, one of our friends of the show sent us that uh, about the guys that were burning the Pat's gear. I, I know I fuck up the accent. Yeah, it wasn't even close. Yeah, the gear. I can't do it. I can't I, I can't do that accent. But so you know, we'd all it, appreciate the jerseys. Okay. But their uh, their gear, they they just had a fire where they're burning their jerseys of any player that um, took a knee during the national anthem. And like they had a block party and then the fire department actually went to shut it down. And then the guy was like, uh, he bought like a whole thing of hot dogs, like an insane amount of hot dogs. He's like, I'm just having a, you know, I'm just fucking grilling out here. I'm just cooking some dogs over an open plane. 2,500 hot dogs. Yeah. And if a Jersey happens to fall in, what are you going to do? I think that was his exact quote. And then, you know, God, you just see them forever. And ago. then you see them just all just getting hammered and smashed in their front yard. And they're just like, you know, trying to like stoically, symbolically drop their gear in, uh, in the fire. Uh, it was bad. And then he had it out for one specific player. There's a lot of people yeah. that would be for that. Oh, yes. I'm sure within our community. Oh, yeah. I don't think that that's centric. Yeah. Eccentric but I mean, it, it, it was just, I don't know. It just cracked me up, though. Like these guys just, you know, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't have that story here, but they had that story there. No, we didn't do that. Yeah. We're passive aggressive in Minnesota. That's true. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Give me an example of what Minnesotans do when it comes to that stuff. Oh, God. Uh, well, most, most of the things that are passive aggressive when they come to Minnesota, um, so, you know, there was a, that, that, like the, for instance, a sign last week where they were like, uh, Philly fans coming and get a free beer thrown in your face. You yeah. Know, that, that, that kind of, and they would never come, no one in the bar, you could walk into that bar for your beer to be thrown in your face with a Philly No one on. would do it. No one would say anything. It's nope. just, and they'd be like, Hey, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But then the second you leave, they'd be like, Oh fucker. Yeah. Douchebag. Fucking hated him. I yeah. hated him the whole time. <laughs> it's not even necessarily. I, I hated him the whole time. I hated him so much. I even bought him like two rounds. I don't even know if that's, that's not cowardly though. And it's not, it kind it's, of is. Um, Cause that really doesn't come. I mean, what it's not coward. Is. Yeah. It's not, ca- but it's, but it's like, you know, you're not stating it's this, it's disingenuous cause you're not really stating, you know what I mean? Cause you're making them think like, Oh, Hey, everything's cool. But the whole time you're like, Oh, it's not cool. Motherfucker. It's not cool. And so for me, I'm like, well, just tell me then, you know, if you want to throw the fucking beer in my face, throw the beer. Well, no. At least you, I know where you stand. As an adult, you can't operate like that. You can't throw batteries at people and you right, can't scream right. at family. I think you and, get the metaphor. You, you get what I'm trying to say, though. You know, just out with it. Just be out with it. You'll find, like, the truth kind of, you know, sets you free. You know, the more honest you are about things. Maybe that's why, you know, maybe... Maybe Minnesotans would have better disposition if they just opened up more. Hey, Bob, your lawn looks like shit. Just out here, they'd be like, oh, Bob, oh, great decorations this year. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that you see 
them sort of not outwardly come out and say that they dislike you, but they might not, uh, you know, come to your table right away and get you drinks or they yeah. might, uh, uh, you might be talking to someone and you can tell they're not listening to you and they're just like pleasantly responding without actually being rude. Yeah. yeah they'll, they'll, and they'll just, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. 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 you know, you don't get like follow up. Like yeah, they don't engage. Yeah. And if they, they should engage. They'll say things to you like it's a joke. But right. It's not a joke. But it's not a joke. Right. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice jersey. I'm surprised they sold that in a 64. Can I get you another round of Cokes? <laughs> that would be. <laughs> yeah, that would be very. Shitty. Yeah. They're just kind of shitty. That's pretty Minnesotan. Yeah. yeah. The kind of Minnesota shitty, which we would call Minnesota yeah. nice. but We would call it Minnesota nice. Well, you, you they would call it. I, I don't call it Minnesota nice. I'm, I have a problem with Minnesotans because I'm just like. Fucking tell me, man. <laughs> you know, what are you thinking? Tell me. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and then they'll, you know, if you sort of back them into that, they'll just sort of one, you know, like I said, effects dribble out. Yeah, just. <sighs> For fuck's sakes. Yeah. So you weren't obviously. I, I so wasn't, I wasn't engaged, and truth be told, I couldn't find a Super Bowl party. I'm out of sickdom. <laughs> um, so no, I just wasn't engaged with it because yeah, it's once again Tom Brady's going to the Super Bowl. Who gives a fuck? Um, there was that group, yeah. Typically, when it's not Tom Brady's going to the Super Bowl, that's usually when I watch. To be one hundred percent honest, um, you know, if it's a good matchup, I'll watch. Okay, but uh, <sighs> but when I get to the Tom Brady's, I I can't do it. You well, you missed one of the greatest offensive games ever played in the Super Bowl. It was back and forth. Offense answered back and forth. Defense was sort of an afterthought. I think there was over 1,100 yards of offense produced in this game. Oh, that's pretty ugly. And they thought it was going to be low. But it was, you know, that's the thing, man, is that was not ugly. Now, again, I said I don't like Tom Brady, and I said I don't like the Eagles. Right. Now, you have some some uh, experience follow, following Nick Foles, who was a quarterback of the Eagles. Right. As an ASU fan. Can that guy, when he is on... No, he's, he's lights out. He's money. He's money. I mean, he was a uh, talking about yeah, ASU. Uh, I followed him back when he was in high school because he was an ASU uh, commitment, and then and he goes on to win a fucking state championship in a Texas state championship, which would be a world championship in most other countries because Texas is like football everything. Yes, so he's a Texas state fucking champion. And then for whatever reason, Dennis Erickson, the coach at the time, just cut his, or no, he didn't even cut his, his, his recruitment off. He, Nick Foles stayed committed. And then he goes and picks up two other flash in the pan quarterbacks. And Nick Foles sees this. He's like, you bringing in two other guys. I've been, you know, I've been ASU this whole time. I'm cutting bait. I'm going to Michigan state. Fuck you. Good luck with that. I would do the same thing. Same here. Yep. You know, I just want a fucking Texas state championship. You know, yeah, I'm a little underrated. I think they had him rated as a three-star in the recruiting sites. So he was totally underrated. And so he says, fuck you, Von Mooses. The two guys ASU picks up, one of them never even sees the field, transfers to um, an FBS school, uh, Northern Arizona University. I think he only started one year for that school. Might as well just not played. Exactly. And then the other kid sort of had a glass arm and – he really was just sort of more, he was a USC decommit 
And you could just tell he was sort of more into it just for the attention he was getting. And he was a terrible musician, but a musician, if you'll call him that. And so he pretty much just used any of his on-air time to plug his music. And he ended up dropping out by his junior year. Meanwhile, Nick Foles goes to Michigan State, sees they have a crowded situation, transfers to our rival, U of A. And in Dennis Erickson's final year, he's just having he's having a shit year. And it sort of all hinges on the ASU U of A game, whether this guy's even going to be able to keep his job or not. And Nick Foles just came in there and just put the boot to the neck, just nailing the coffin. I mean, he was having a phenomenal season as was, and then Foles just lit it the fuck up, put the final nail in Dennis Erickson's coffin. So this whole week when I was hearing talk like, oh, that backup Nick Foles is like, I've seen what this guy can do. He dismantled us. He's got talent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was making throws yesterday that you just you just don't make in big games like that. I yeah. mean, he was putting it, to put it lightly, I mean, he was throwing it into mailboxes. I mean, there was yeah. just no space. And there were some amazing catches made by, you know, like Alshon Jeffrey and, and uh, you know, Zach Ertz. I mean, they, these guys were stepping up and, you know, meeting the call, but you just never think of there's only a couple of players in football that will attempt passes like that. You know, your Drew Brees, your uh, your uh, Tom Brady's, and then Aaron Rodgers. Who would have guessed that Foles was going to be in that in that, that conversation? Yeah, I mean, when he's on, he's on. But when he got to the pros, you know, he got a little streaky. So, but I mean, I've seen what the guy can do, so I'm not surprised. I've heard he wants to, when he leaves football, become a child pastor or a middle school pastor. He's like a real religious dude. Yeah, so remember, Texas State High School Championship. You know, he's from the Bible Belt. Is Texas technically the Bible Belt? Oh, yeah. Oh, you're in the Bible Belt. Really? Oh, yeah. I thought the Bible Belt was more like, uh, you know, the Oklahoma. Carolinas. Nope, nope, no? nope, nope, nope. Oklahoma, Texas. Jesus is big in Texas. Well, goes through your Middle East, goes through your Louisiana, your Mississippi, Alabama's. And that's Georgia. where the Bible Belt is. That's yeah, that's more your Bible Belt. That's pretty much the whole reason, the whole region that I've said we could sell back to whoever we bought it from. Right, we right, right. Yeah, yeah. We we can just give them the Bible Belt. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be flooded soon anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Florida is not really part of the Bible Belt, but. Yeah, they're going down with it, unfortunately. They'll be the first to go under. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we had a nice little party at my folks' house. Uh, we all brought food. My brother and his wife brought their kids, who are always fun. They're crazy. He's got three boys and a daughter, and they're all, you know, they're all fun to interact with. My wife came. She doesn't usually come to the football stuff, but she came this Sunday. My little sister, though. She was on, she got tickets to go on the field to see Timberlake perform at halftime. And she was sending me snaps and they were like literally just waiting in this concrete tunnel for hours before halftime would go in. And, and, and you didn't watch the game, but usually the last two minutes before, you know, halftime goes pretty quickly. The last team scored. There's maybe a couple of runs, run the clock out, whatever. And in this instance, they turned it into another half hour of play. So she was, <laughs> she must've been in that tunnel for at least two hours. So at what point in the game did they have them funnel down into the tunnel? Like beginning of the second quarter before the game even started, you know, 
I, I believe that they wanted them uh, checked in with the crowd coming into the game. Okay. Like you were. You so were, basically you missed the first half of the game. They didn't see. get to watch the game. They were just there for the concert. They oh. were funneled in and out of a separate door for the concert to get on the field. Wow. So, they had another so you wait all that time just to see what, about maybe 10 minutes? Worth maybe. 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 But you're up close and personal. I mean, you're you pay as for close this? as you're ever going to get. Well, she got the tickets through a vendor through her job because she works a job at a very prominent company and she's kind of a big deal. So, uh, and they knew she's younger, so they kind of knew she was into it. She's always very modest about what she does, but my sister's kind of a big deal. Okay. And as she matures, she's going to become more and more of a big deal because she's sharp. Okay. My little sister's sharp. Is Actually, that- both of my siblings, my younger siblings, are very smart. My little brother uh, is a talented uh, talented business cat. He works in sales, but I don't think it would matter what he sold. He could probably sell you. He's, he's, he's got my mom's an excellent salesman as well. I think he could sell you your own jacket. I mean, he's just good. Yeah. And he works with limited time because he's got a, you know, he's got so many children. He's got four kids. He's married. He's a good dad. He takes time for his family. So he kind of works these strict hours that aren't like the most profitable hours to be selling. Mm-hmm. He fucking kills it. He does awesome. Good for him. My little sis, on the other hand, is, uh, works in probably the most important part of her company in marketing, uh-huh. doing all the, wow, I all of a sudden feel like I'm in a wind tunnel. Yeah. It's wintertime in Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> the furnace is kicked on. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, she does, uh, she's got a really big job title and, and is responsible for a lot of things, and she works around people that are quite sophisticated, and she holds her own. And it's weird to watch a younger sibling like that because, you know, I know her as my kid sister. Yeah. I showed her a lot of shit. Yeah. Now she's showing me a lot of shit. It's kind of a weird little give and take. Yeah, a little weird juxtapose, if you will. So she was on. So did she enjoy her nine oh. minutes? All right. So she, I asked her to send me some snaps, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, send me some. She went, she took my niece with her, and they're both uh, about the same age. And uh, got a picture of them together, got a picture of them in the tunnel. And then things must have gotten kind of frenetic because I didn't get the same pictures and things. And then uh, I hadn't really heard from her. I think she communicated a little bit with my wife because my wife, uh, you know, and her are close friends. But I, uh, no, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to check in with her on how the experience was. I kept looking for, and I was what I was realizing. My sister's got super curly hair, and you don't, you don't see girls with like naturally super curly hair. But for some reason, in that crowd, I just kept on seeing curly hair. <laughs> I've never seen so many people with curly hair, so I couldn't even pick her out. I we DVR'd it and tried to find her, but that was kind of fun. But the party was good. And that's the whole point of the Super Bowl is really that the family got together and you, you share some food and share some drinks. I invited a couple of my other friends over to, to, to partake. See, when I'm around family, that's typically when I watch more Super Bowl stuff. Because you can go over, you know, you have two, three beers and then people, you know, you'll have the spread. And then, you know, when I'm living with grumps and... You're a fuckhead, though. Why? Because you have an open invitation to do any of the stuff I do. And you never, you know, it's too far. It's Sunday night. It's a work night. Dude, you only like invited me to like one thing once. No, I invite you all the time to stuff. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. When did I get, hey, Travis, you want to come to the Super Bowl party at my folks' place? Did I, did I get that? After a while, you did just I get stop that? asking. I, I never ask. Yes, because you do. Because it's, it's rude to ask. No, no, you don't have to. I told you and have told you since you migrated to this area and I know you don't have family. 
come one, come all. My mom's motto is if you're a murderer, just leave your axe outside the door. See, no, in my luck, though, what will happen is like the next thing that goes on, like I'll go down there and like they'll be like, what are you doing here, Travis? We're not. It would never happen. Okay. It would okay. never happen. I'm going to surprise you one of these things. And the last time we invited you over, Grumpy was already cooking for you. I invited you over for Christmas dinner. Yeah, Grumps was already, yeah, he was cooking. Mm-hmm. And then I said, we should go sledding. You should come sledding with me on New Year's Eve. You told me you were sledding. I, I didn't get the invite. Well, yes, you got the invite, but I didn't push the invite because remember I got horrifically sick and I didn't even partake in New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I you didn't do shit that way. Yeah. Right. Two weeks, actually. That, that was depressing. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. We got to switch the subject from the Super Bowl because not everybody's that interested in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, should we go? This is something I want to discuss. Just kind of want to gloss over it a little bit. How's working full-time going? Oh, God. <laughs> I'd like to point out before you go into your story that I already work way, way more than full-time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We already know you work like 264 hours. Yes. And in a day. Yes. Uphill in the snow with no shoes on. Right. You know, with like a fucking broken back and, and you're carrying like two other 300-pound guys. Yes, the only difference in your... The manner that you're carrying that out is you can actually come and visit me at my jobs walking uphill both ways <laughs> and have been invited to work with me on these very same jobs and you wanted to pick up some extra money. And, and then you told me remember what, what your doing. answer was? Yeah, fuck you. Right. So, <laughs> so yeah. How's working 40 hours going? Now, what do you do again? Do they actually take your jacket when you walk in the door? Is the surface completely level? Is it inside temperature control? Yes. Okay. So it's a tough job. Yeah. It's a tough job. Is it clean in your area or are you covered in dirt and shit all the time? Oh, no. It's actually, it's an extremely sterile environment. If anything, you know, you can not be clean enough. Okay. So it's very clean. It's very temperature controlled. Actually, they consider where I work, that's the cold part of the clinic because you have to keep it a little cooler to keep it sterile. Okay. So it's 65. Yeah. (laughs) It's not bad on a summer's day. So it's 65. Yeah. Do you uh, get pestered a lot by people? Are you bothered a lot? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. How so? But I mean, you know, you got to look at it and go, well, they have cancer, so. (laughs) (laughs) So what exactly would you say you do? I basically, I handle the insurance for uh, these folks. I, I run their insurance through. I try to make sure everything goes through for them. I run claims for the doctors and the nurses to make sure to see if it will go through for them. Um, then I fill their drugs. I fill their orders. Once insurance said insurance is okay, I ship their ins- uh, their orders out to them. If they happen to come up to the pharmacy, we do have a register. I'll ring them out, and then I also mix the um, IV bags with uh, chemo medication. Okay. Okay. So, percentage wise, how much of your day is spent on insurance? Well, see, you're either in the hoods making the chemo. So that's like your job or you're the insurance guy and filling the drugs and answering the phones and uh, ringing the registers. That's the retail side. Okay. How often are you in retail? I spent my first six weeks there. Because that's where they start in the new part of the facility is learn the retail and then you come back and we'll do the building of compounds. Right. How are you doing? I'm doing okay, I guess. You know, Doing okay. Yeah, doing, doing okay. okay. 
but they just hired this new girl that's been doing this shit for like years and yeah. like knows the system. It's a huge part of it. You got to know the computer system, you know, you got to know the software and, uh, she's making me look like an asshole. Okay, so she's knocking sense. it out of the park. Yeah. And now there, I had a projected plan of growth and then that you made for yourself and that, well, that we made together who you know, me and the, uh, employee, you know, my boss. So your trainer. Yes. Have a, and, have yeah. a, and it's just like, we just want to see you just climbing the steps, climbing the steps. Are you on task? And she comes along and all of a sudden it's like, uh, you need to take the elevator now. We're not climbing steps anymore. Oh, okay. Yes. And, and what does it matter? Or are you in some type of a position where you could, you know, potentially see a negative consequence if you don't? Oh, I could definitely. I, I still have about two weeks to go on in my initial 90 days. Hmm. Yeah. Is that set in stone, the 90 days? Like, do you know what day of the 90 days is over? Nope. No. I've got a rough idea sometime the middle, middle end-ish of this month. So it's not technically 90 days, as you've been told. They can mess around with what? So maybe it's 110 days? Maybe it's 110 days, but then doesn't that defeat the... I don't know. Yeah, mm. it's confusing. It's the sliding scale... And, uh, yeah, I, I've got to admit waking up early that one extra day of the week just totally saps my creativity. I mean, I, I liked, I'm used to, I don't think people should have to work five days a week. I really don't. I don't think you should spend five sevenths of your life working. I just, it's too short. And, uh, well, it's one third, it's one third of your life sleeping, one third of your life working and one third of your life playing five days a week. Yeah. But I mean, really that third that's for playing those five days, how much of that time is actually spent waking up early, getting ready for work, driving to work, dealing with the commute. Then you finish work dealing with the commute back. You know, I mean that, that eats a good chunk into your me time. Yeah, it does. And it depends on how much of a commute you have. It could eat, a lot of that me time to so by the point where you've got some me time, you just, you just get to eat and then you go to that other third, which is sleep. Mm -hmm. So, uh, fortunately for me, I don't, I don't have that, that bad. Um, my average commutes probably about 35 minutes, 30, any, about, yeah, about, about 30, 35 minutes. Not bad. Not terrible. Not for a metropolitan city. Not bad. Yeah, you are literally going across town. Yeah. I'm literally going right through St. Paul. Mm -hmm. So, um, I guess that works to my advantage cause I'm not going through Minneapolis. Minneapolis would be a little worse, but, uh, <laughs> I guess I hear, I don't know. So what was it like to have a plan laid out in front of you in a new job and have them hire an additional person and them to look at you and say, well, even though you've been told this is how we're doing it, we're now suddenly changing stream. How far into your training are you when they're like, we're going to change the way this is going to happen? Oh man, I've got about three weeks left on my 90 days, about three to four, about three and a half weeks, maybe. So this happened just like a week ago. Yeah. And up until that point, I'd been told, dude, you're overthinking it. Don't even worry. The 90 days, it's not even a thing, man. You're fine. You're going to make it. And this is directly from the person training you? Yep. So who is the person giving you the negative feedback? Same person. Oh, great. Nice. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Is yeah. she hot? No, it's a dude. No, I mean the girl that's getting trained in. Is she like, it's like, like you were her type deal? She's 
she's a young, attractive 26 year old. Okay. That's a problem. Is it mostly dudes in your, their thing? Uh, no, it's actually about 50, 50, but she, you know, obviously she girl talks better than I do with the other girls. Mm -hmm. They all watch that show. This is us. And they all interact Mm -hmm. with things in come Etsy and flash words like that, that I don't speak. I know what they are, but I, I don't speak it fluently. So you're saying she fits in. She fits in. You don't fit in. I'm told I'm liked. <laughs> mm, that's a no. Um, uh, more so, more so with some than others. Um, for the most part, yeah, I would say you know I'm liked. You're either loved or hated. Me? Yeah. People are just that way with me. Like there's no. You 50, just bring 50. that out of most people. They either want to be around you or they want to get away from you. Yeah. Yeah. I'd want to get away from me. You do want to get away from you. I do. You mentioned that quite a bit on the show. (laughs) I wish I could get out of my head. Um, (laughs) But do you feel like you're making people's jobs easier at your new job? Or do you, or do you think that what they're saying has some validity and maybe this isn't the job for you? See, I waffle. (laughs) I'm, I'm not sure if I'm good at this shit or not. Because there's days that I'm like, fuck you, man. You know, I'm going to go in there and I'm just going to, you know, fuck you with what you just said. And, you know, even if you don't keep me on, well, I'm going to learn skills from here and I'm going to go and take them to your competitor and I'm going to go work for them with these. Hmm. But then there's other days where I'm just kind of like, oh, shucks, you know, just sort of gazing at my shoes like, oh, man, this fucking maybe they're right. You know, like maybe this isn't for me. You know, and it's days like that when you go in, I mean, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to knock it out of the park when you're thinking that way. Do you rise to the occasion when someone casts a threat towards you or do you kind of start to withdraw? It depends. I think. think, I'm not talking about sports. I'm talking specifically about authoritative positions like this, where somebody's like, if you don't do this the way I want it done, you're gone. See, I, I, I kind of have that defiantness in me where I'm like, okay, fuck you. I'll take my way and go, go my own, you know, I'll take, I'll take it my own way. Is that affecting how you're behaving outside of work? What do you mean? I mean, when you go to work and you're sort of kicking a can down the road, when you go into work, are you coming out of work with energy and, and happy or is the whole experience because it's so, I mean, it's your livelihood yeah. It's a good job that you got, right? This is better than the other jobs that you had. It's got a good future. It's got good time off. Right. But because everything's negative right now, is it kind of making you negative? Yeah. Yeah. It makes you very negative. Like I just, you know, like, you, you know, people are like, hi, Travis. And you're almost like, oh, I don't know if I want to talk to you. Don't know if I'll be talking to you in three weeks. <laughs> you know and then you know i get home and it's like hey travis let's go out and do this Eh, i don't know if i should be spending money right now oh right right because if it just suddenly the stream stops you're in trouble yeah yeah i mean i just did my tax return i'll have a little bailout coming whenever that gets approved but but uh, you were using that to take care of other things exactly i don't want to tap into that that's got other, that's already, that's already that's, got a, Yeah. It's been pre-assigned. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it definitely negatively impacted, especially when it was like, dude, you're good. I think that's the thing. Like had I been told like, 
okay, work on this, work on that. You know what I mean? Like we're noticing this, this, and this work on this throughout the whole process. I'd have been like, okay, cause I can take criticism. Jesus, every week, what we do on, you know, I, I know how to take one on the chin. Yeah. <laughs> you know? We get lots of negative feedback. Yeah. We that get really lots helps of, toughen your skin. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I can take it, but just, it's like the whole Minnesota nice thing. Just let me fucking know. You know, you tell me I know where I stand and I know what I got to do. Don't be like, oh, you're fine. Don't worry about 90 days. And then something happens, you know, something comes along and then you're like, so like, I mean, you, you've got like two weeks to just like go from like here to here and, uh, good luck. I'm rooting for you. Why wouldn't you, is it, is it not appropriate for you to take this person aside a day later after you've digested whatever weird mood they were in when they gave you that feedback and say, uh, did I miss something? Cause we're supposed to be here. And I'm here just as you wanted me here and I'm headed there and I'm obviously in a trajectory to get you to get to, get to be where you want me to be. Right. And now all you've done is put all of this unnecessary stress on me because now I can't really focus on getting better at this job. And that's now exactly I gotta what figure it is. about, yeah. well, do I start, do I, should I look for a job now? Exactly. Were you giving me the soft news that I'm not going to be held here and I should actually be worried and looking for something? Cause that's how I'm receiving this. It, Why doesn't that conversation take place? Oh, it did. And then I just kind of got the same, just. Well, you know, we're, we're really liking, you know, and so we, you know, you know, we just, we, the trajectory was good, but, but we, we need to hit it faster. We need to hit it faster. And, uh, that's ambiguous. That's an ambiguous way to answer a question. You know, right now in 30 days, am I here or am I not? Right. Because how would you like that same feedback in your household for your kids or your wife? Maybe you'll have a job. Maybe you won't. You took me from a job I had that was a good job. Yeah. And, and now I'm here. Right. And that job now, they filled that position. Of course they did. It's a good job. Yeah. So they actually just filled it like the week after I got the news. Because I called him back and I was like, uh, hey, uh, Stewie. Uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, what if this isn't rock solid? Yeah. <laughs> and Stewie's like fuck, you should have called me a week ago. Right. <laughs> like, well, son of a bitch. And once again, it's that whole Minnesota night. Like, let me know where I fucking stand with Cause if I knew that, I'd, I'd just be like, all right, cool. I'm, I'm going back to this other job before they fill that position. Well, when someone brings it to you in the fashion that he did and they say, well, cause they have enough space on the roster over there to keep both of you. Yeah. They need both of you, obviously, if you're both working right. full time. Right. They they specifically put in to have that extra position. Mm-hmm. Like they want that many people doing what we do. Mm-hmm. And they've put what, two and a half months worth into training me? I think it's appropriate for you to get a hold of human resources who hired you and connect with the person who's currently your supervisor and flesh out, if I don't fit here, do I fit someplace else? Yeah. Because you said there was another position they were considering you for. Right. I would encourage you to not put up with this bullshit. You don't have to put up with this. Yeah. You don't have to be bullied. We all go to our jobs and there is a certain production required of of everybody that goes there. Right. Now, I, I wouldn't be the first person to tell you that you don't come off as a terribly hard worker. <laughs> right. You know, like, you, you even self-admit, you know, or you're even self-aware of the fact that you're not the guy that's going to come in and be number one producer at your job. Yeah. 
Because yeah. you don't live to work. I work to live. Right. Yep. And you very much live by that. That's why you want three days on, four day or four days on, three days off. Because you want more time spent on yourself. I want more time job. living than working. Now, I have told you a number of times that it's going to be hard for you to accomplish all because you, it's, there's always levels in life. Like if you ramp up the work level, there's less time to do things, but there's more resources. Right. And if you dial that back, the work hours, there's a lot of free time and no resources to enjoy. Right. Which I've done. I've definitely taken that road before. And then it sucks. Cause then you're just kind of finding yourself sitting around your house going nothing to fucking do. Yeah, it's, it's, it's boring, and then you. Yeah. And if there's any surprise economically, you're all of a sudden the guy that's always needing something. Yeah. So that being said, what would be? Because I mean, there's a lot of people listening to our show that are in a similar spot. You know, they're not. You're. It's not the way your parents told you it would be. You're either yeah. not fulfilled with your job or your car, or your partner, or your kids, or your house, or where you live. I mean, there's a there's a million things that don't pan out to be the way you want them to, and job is one of them. So how that, do we? That's funny because I was thinking the exact same thing when I was thinking this. You know, I'm like, look, you know, I don't want to be like one of those fucking bitchy Generation Xers or whatever. You know, or I'm sorry, Zennial as I am. You know, like I don't expect things fucking handed me on a silver platter. But at the same time, like fuck, you know, like just a little human courtesy would be nice. You know, like I wouldn't feel like such a piece of shit when I come into work. Like, let me know where I stand with you. Well, you feel like everybody's whispering that you're the short timer. Yeah, like, exactly. We only have to put up for yeah. for a little bit because yep, yep. we're going to hire Susie. Yeah, exactly. And I've got this feeling like, you know, when I look at like, you know, they're all fucking Minnesotans and I got this feeling they're just like, oh, hi, Travis. Yeah. Gone in fucking two weeks. Right. You know? And like, like you do, you do. And it's just like, well, I don't want to fucking talk to anybody now. I don't know what the fuck they're thinking. And you know, Travis, you need to buy more scrubs. What for? You know, these things are like 60 fucking dollars, $70, even more than that. Why am I going to spend, you know, X amount of salary on that for what? Two more weeks. I told him, I was like, yeah, we'll see what happens after 90 days. Yeah. I would say the same thing. Yeah. Now. Okay, so to your be question. your counter, yeah. to be the counter. Let me guess, that doesn't show initiative? You got to kind of kick it in the ass a little bit and show some reaction because they're just asking you to make it easier for them to keep you, not right. easier for them to fire you. Right. And I have, but at the same time, other it's just, it's been weird with the training process because so I get told, yep, yep, you're good on, you're good, you're good, you're good. And then all of a sudden a day will come and then they'll just pull me in. They'll say, you know, they'll say, you're, you're doing good. You're learning at the clip, you know, you should be learning at and you're, you're doing well. And then, you know, I'll get pulled in and they'll be like, it's not good. You know, like you should have been checked here, here, here. I'm like, well, that's not the feedback I'm getting from my trainer. That's not the feedback I'm getting here. So there are two people that are dealing with you. There's multiple people. Yeah. I mean, inside when I'm mixing the IV stuff, you know, I mean, this is something I haven't done in five years and right. it's a process. Right. And I mean, these are cytotoxic chemicals you're working with. Sure. And so, <laughs> you know, you want to be fucking, they got to be right. Yeah. Now, how would you feel if you heard that the guy mixing up your chemo medication, like just was sort of rushed along in two weeks and signed off on because we just want to get them signed off. Right. How would you feel? Well, it depends. Are you sitting there with a chart that says so much of this, so much of that, so much of this, and it just, you measure it out and dump it in a bag, mix it up and call it good? Yeah, no, it's not like making like a fucking like, you know, sandwich or something. Okay, so it's not like if I wanted to make brownies, I need two eggs, a quarter cup, a quarter cup, and, 
you know. I mean, it's similar, but think about it like these are like cytotoxic brownies. So it's. Is it all weighed or is it all measured? You know, you got to you got to. You got to do the math. You've got to add it up. You know, you've got to do the fucking math. Oh, okay. So you're doing the calculations. There's there's more to it than I'm. Right. It's not as simplified. Typically, the the calculations are pre-done for you, but you have to check the calculations because, say, the person that gave you the calculations is wrong, and you just follow what they did and then give it off to somebody, and you fucking you know. Oh, because weight or whatever strength they're trying to treat. Right. Right. How many milligrams of this will go into that? Differences. Yep. Yep. There's no consistency to the mixes. It's all very customized to the patient. Right. Because it's going into an IV. Now, typically, I mean, you'll find that you have your just sort of ones that like you pump out but they're not criticizing you about those but it's no but it's just so i'm just getting told you know like okay you're doing you know what i mean like you're improving you're doing this yeah you know you're 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 gonna do it you're gonna be all right you're fine you're good and then it's like why weren't you checked off two weeks ago what (laughs) yet um most everyone here that's not a fucking moron was checked off you know after like week three what are you doing you're on week three and a half why weren't you checked off already? And you're like, well, I'm being told here that, you know, I was expected to actually it was week two. It was week two. I was being told this and most people get checked off around week four. And that's about where I'm at right now. And so it's, I don't know. It's this whole fuck. Well, there was also, they had you entering insurance and you weren't even getting allowed to mix for a while. And there was all, it's, it's yeah. Week four of that that ass i don't know it's just fucked up and so then, that was a mix and then, part. and then when you get get done then you got to go and do insurance help the insurance you know what i mean so you're not always you're not spending your full fucking day just doing this to check off you know if it's a slow day you might only make 10 well how much practice did you really get well let me ask you this so there's running insurance there's running the cashier and the interaction with the patients and there's filling scripts do you fill scripts or just the pharmacist fill the scripts no no you fill the scripts so you're filling scripts and you're mixing drugs right it's basically the four cornerstones of your job yep and then i mean yeah if you're the guy if you're the guy that's um doing insurance and uh filling the scripts you're also the first person answering the phone and the phone rings quite a lot sure so i mean you're constantly having to you know so what's the strongest it's, it's, part of your game there? The strongest part of my game. That's right. Right now, the things that they brought you in to do, what are you killing it at? Uh, let's see here. I would say like I'm sort of like seeing out. No. <laughs> I mean, obviously. <laughs> dude, this I don't is know. not good, it, dude. This is not good. Um, <laughs> Define killing it. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's just where my self-esteem is right now. I don't know. Maybe I am killing it at something, but I I don't feel like Well, when you're around the group of people, do you feel like you're the worst at everything there? I I feel like I'm like the fucking black sheep. Okay, that's not good. Yeah. That is not good. That is not a healthy place to be. So you And they they constantly tell me, no, 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 you're not the black sheep. And I'm like, "Uh, usually the butt of the jokes. I'm usually, you know, like, uh. So this is what I would tell you. Yeah. This is advice. And if you are in a similar position at your job, you will find that this will work for you too. In baseball, they have a term called a five-tool player. You familiar with this? Yes. You know, you, you can do it all, basically. Right. Without getting into the specifics. However, there's plenty of guys on the team that are not five-tool players. 
right. home run hitter, closer, whatnot. See, and that's normally how I make my niche, you know, or niche, niche, I say tomato, tomato, it how you will. Um, you know, I'll come in, I'll be a power hitter or I'll come in, you know, I'm your on base, you know, I'm your on base average guy. Yes. And then I can do other things as well. But, you know, this is the thing that I really do well. Uh, here they want five tool. All, you know what I mean? Yes. And they want five tool yesterday. I know they you- do. I know they do. But you can overcome that by making one area strong. You can keep at the pace you're at in the other four areas. But if you can really start to show promise in one of those areas, they'll overlook some of the shortcomings because it's like, he's got that down, he's going to get these two. Yeah. You can get there. So, you know, I've worked with lots of guys, and as long as they were willing to really work hard, and I could tell they were working hard and they were dedicated to getting it, I always kept those guys hired or, or, or working for me because it's like, man... He obviously wants this. Yeah. He's going to get there. He's a little slow, but he's going to get there, as opposed to the guy who I know is more than capable of getting it, but just isn't going to give it to me ever. He's never going to give me the effort that's required. He's going to almost try to control the workplace with his attitude. If you feel that you're doing that, any of you out there do that. You're not, you're not cool. The guy who's managing you isn't like, oh, this is, you know, he, this guy's going some places. That is not the attitude in the office that ever ends up in management, ever. Yeah. And you don't keep your job in the beginning with that attitude. Now, I'm not <laughs> accusing you of having that attitude, but you can come off as having that attitude when you start to fear for whether or not you're really wasting your time. Should I be out looking for a job? You all, your growth is stunted Yeah. due to fear. Yep. Well, you can't continue that way. No. No. <laughs> You got to take one of the things that have been put in front of you as we're talking here and follow one of them. You either need to go into them and say, you may have noticed the last week I'm not progressing as I would since we had our talk and I'm shitting my pants. Actually, I mean, I've stepped it up since then, but it's just, I get counter feedback though. Keep it up. Keep it up. Cause you know, it's, it's just like anything. The manager thinks that the way he's coaching you is resulting in better and better and better performance. Right. You can't look at it like I'm getting negative feedback. You've got to look at it like you're getting feedback. The time you need to be worried is when no, when people stop talking to you. Yeah. You know, there's, there's this guy. Who, <laughs> Dead man uh, walking here. <laughs> I, was watching a, I was watching a show on Netflix called uh, Dirty Money, and they were yeah. talking about the Volkswagen deal. You know, the Volkswagen emission system, Yep. how they had clean diesel or whatnot yeah. and how that was all bullshit. They just manufactured it because they wanted to make, you know, they wanted to yeah. become the biggest car country company in the world. Well, one of the cats that was working for them, uh, he was accused of being a bad communicator and that with several people, you know, bit higher ups in the company, he, he, he wasn't communicating with all the departments. And he said, uh, generally, if I like you, I, I communicate with you. And if I don't feel like you have anything to offer me, I don't communicate with you at all. <laughs> and I, I would tend to take that in your position that way. I mean, if they're communicating with you, you're not the black sheep. Yeah. They're wanting good things from you. Yeah. If they were just like, oh, well, legally we can can them in two weeks. Yeah. I then mean, I'd be worried. Yeah. I don't know. Because if they were, I'm like, just do it. Fucking do it. You know what I mean? 
Just do it then. You just don't don't put me through this. Yeah. yeah you just want to know. I can yeah. appreciate it. It's like a girl that breaks up with you. You're like, don't be on the fence. Yeah. Don't be on the don't fence. Don't be on the fence. Don't say like you need your space, but then like call me every fucking night and, you know, try to talk to me for like three hours. And don't big brother me. Yeah. We're either in this or not. Exactly. Well, we'll look to get an, an update about that next week. We're going to, we're going to do a couple of different things. We, uh, have you, have you looked at it? Have you, when was the last time you were on Buzzfeed? Or do you know what Buzzfeed is? I know the words Buzzfeed. <laughs> okay. Um, not a great start. So Bud, Buzzfeed, Buzzfeed, excuse me, Buzz, <laughs> Buzzfeed's quite a bit like Reddit or any of these other. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking. You know, about uh, yep, yep. user generated stories and input. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of like fake news. Kind of, it's, it's, it's Twitter without the self-promotion. It has to have, uh, something else attached to it, but I thought we might uh, start mixing in some of their ridiculous quizzes. How would you feel about that? I'm game. I'm game for a quiz. Cheer it up a little bit. Yeah. I know we're in the slow part of the year, but we'll cheer it up a little bit yeah. with some Buzzfeed the doldrums of winter talking you know, about depressing job stuff and the lull of Hollywood's kind of over. So I might start yeah. going and seeing a couple more movies so I can give you guys some tips there. Uh, to close this out, I, uh, I think we're going to mention or, or perhaps touch on the show altered carbon. Have you been watching Netflix? No, I just started my free Hulu trial. So I've been all about that. Tell me about that. What am I missing? Cause I'm not on Hulu. Um, every episode of South park, all, every episode of, South- if you're sort of like, I don't know, like you don't have like an old DV, you know, if you don't have like the DVD collections, of all these shows, it's great. Uh, plus, they have new shows. When the new shows come out, you can watch them. So if I don't have digital TV or cable and I have Hulu, can I watch the latest Saturday Night Live? I believe you can. And the latest Family Guy? They still a Family Guy? Yep. 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 Simpsons. All right. Yeah. Is it mostly NBC or is it? It's spread out. Um, quite a bit of Fox. Fox, uh, some NBC. Comedy Central. Okay. Um, I'm still, like I said, I'm, I'm still experimenting with it. In my, my free time, I've been just so caught up on going back to those old episodes of South Park. Does Hulu have that's its really own where shows I'm at. like Netflix? Yeah, does? they do. They, they do. do. Any yeah. of them that you like? Once again, I'm really going through the South Park thing right now. Um, but no, nothing that really like piqued my interest. Not, nothing, nothing that looked like Stranger <laughs> Things good. So you're so fucking stressed out at work that you come home and try to find joy. And joy to you is like, I'm going to watch some South Park and just try to fucking cheer up. <laughs> you're not delving into anything else you're going like it's like when i get a little down and i go to food network because it's comforting <laughs> yeah. you've gone right to south Park. yeah or you listen to that one album that just right. makes you happy yep yep i've gone straight to south park so you're manufacturing happy at this point yes well if you want to get into a really crazy kind of high production value show sci-fi show altered carbons where to go. I, I don't want to ruin it. And you know, I could, you always wha- say that. I don't want to ruin it. I could wax intellectual about who's starring in it and you know, who to follow and this and that, but that in and of itself could actually ruin the beginning of the show. So I recommend you take it in. It is set. The, 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 the what's crazy is the show starts like in, <laughs> you're like, I'm not going to ruin it. I, I'm, I'm not going to tell you about I'm this. not, this won't affect okay. it at all. It, it starts in like 24, 35 or something, you know, way in the future, yeah. a couple of years, hundred years in the future. And quickly within the first 20 minutes, all of a sudden you launch another 650 years into the future. <laughs> so we're like a, 
another millennium in the future. Oh yeah. So you get all of the, you know, you get all of the, the techno, uh, like cyberpunk sort of totally. Oh man. I don't know. See, I just don't know if humanity's going to be around in another millennium. Well, they address that in a big way. And, uh, (laughs) you're basically following, um, I don't know if you're following the technology as much as you're following the story, but it's definitely a snapshot of what it might be like in the future. And I, I've made it through about six of the episodes. I recommend it to there? another friend. I think there's eight. Eight. So you're, episodes so in you're, the you're, you're about a, the end. About three quarters of the way down with it. Yeah. I'm nearing the end, but I'm how I'm, many, how long are each episode? Not long. 50 minutes or so. Okay. What was it called again? Now, now, now I've got, got cyberpunk. You ask me, I'm like, ah, uh, it's I've got altered cyber- carbon. Altered Altered Carbon. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll check that out. Yeah. Now I'm thinking just cyberpunk because that's a game coming out at some point in the future. I am totally into it. And if you would maybe take in an episode or two, we could, I don't know, wax intellectual about it. I'll see if I can break away from my South Park. All right. All right. And then the other thing. Remember though, that's my happy. Right. I know it is, but I've got to draw, I've got to pull you out of this for both listenership and yeah. myself and the show. And we my, got to pull you back into humanity. what it's like to, to just live. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could go for that. Tell you what, in two weeks I'll know. Oh no, we can't, we can't <laughs> live like that because you know what? Your life isn't, isn't what you do. And you say that all of the time yeah. and you always fall on your feet. And if you, I think if you actually go there, Think, feeling like you got nothing to lose, you're going to be fine. If you work like you got nothing to lose, you're going to be all right. If you go there like you've already lost, you've in fact lost. Yeah. So uh, I want to look at the next couple of weeks and tease some stuff that we want to do. Now, let's talk about the bet. Oh, the bet. For those of you that aren't familiar with the bet, a couple of weeks before the holidays. Not even. It was like months. Was it, it months before? There was still leaves on trees. All Green right. leaves. All right. Maybe it was a long time ago. It we, was a long ass time We made ago. a bet that we were both going to lose 20 pounds and we we're going to race to losing 20 pounds. And then we both got off to decent starts, and but it was miserable. We were just finding who would be the first person to starve themselves into losing 20 pounds. Yeah, it was, well, I don't know if I was starving. You were- I was what you eating, were having to do was I was doing like a liquid sci-fi diet. You were not able to party or weren't supposed to party. And it was like a party period of time for you. It always yeah. is in the fall. And, and, and my big deal was my season was wrapping up and it's like, okay, I'm no longer going to be working like these crazy hours. So <laughs> yeah. is that going to affect my weight? And we were going to, I was, what was I trying to do? I was trying to get down to like two Oh nine or no two under two. I would have been under 200 pounds. No, you wouldn't have. Cause I was 219, right? Or was I 222? You were 222. 222. Okay. So, so I was 222 pounds and you were what? Uh, I'm not repeating that. Jesus Christ. Uh, I was at, no, honestly, I, I, I can't remember. It was 130. Wait. 130? Really? <laughs> You're not one. No, one. I want that. 232 ish. 232. Okay. Ish. 231 ish. <clears throat> And we were both using our own scales, but that didn't matter because we were going to use our own scales to check in. So I, uh, I checked in recently mm-hmm. and, uh, I was not happy. Neither was I. I was not happy after the holidays and the Super Bowls and all the stuff. I am not, I think I'm worse by two pounds. I'm uh, holding serve. 
I'm not. I'm. I was two twenty four and a half this morning. Now it should be said that I when I weighed remember. myself on Friday, I was two eighteen. So somehow I picked up six pounds over. Over, and I, I have Wait, no idea why. I don't even remember what my initial weight was. It might have been more than that. See, I'm trying to say that though now because like the fat, you know, the more weight I make it, and the lower. Wait, was I one thirty eight? Oh, that's right, because I ate a lot that weekend trying to put on some. I think I was one. Not one. I mean, two, two thirty. Too much, anyway. It was too much. <laughs> yeah, it was too too much. <laughs> the idea was to come down. Yeah, and now, so what do we see? Because I think that's a wash. It's just been way too fucking long at this point. You mean so? Like the even even taken it, it's gone yeah. over too long a period of time. Because like even successful? if I was like within like one week of like getting down there, like say I was down to like one pound away from it today. Like I, I just got to say, like it's it's been too fucking long. I, I think it's a wash. Well, I would argue that it's kept us from gaining weight. Because let's say, like neither of us loses twenty pounds. Are we going to be like fifty years old, just going like, motherfucker? I'm still going to beat you to twenty pounds, and you owe me that night out in mini. No, you know, oh, I want you chipping wood. Because what I think will happen is it will get a little warmer out, and we won't be stuck in our houses as much. I know for sure I'll be out and getting lots of exercise every day <laughs> and your nights will no longer be go home and just, you know, shack Veg. up. They'll yeah. be outside. I mean, you, you were big into basketball before fall entered. So it seemed like a, achieving this was going to be simple. Uh, just before the show, I weighed myself. I'm actually almost exactly 222 pounds Yeah. where this morning I was 224 and yesterday I was 226 and Friday I was 219. I'm all flung- over the board. Same here. Same all here. over the board. Same here. And I mean, I'll do good for like a while, like a day or two, you know, like yogurts, vegetables, grains, stuff like that. And then like, it's usually Wednesday. It's usually technically Monday night. I have a cheat meal usually with you. I'll have a cheat meal with you Monday night. And then Wednesday night, sort of my other night where I sort of like, I'll just be like, fuck it. I want a steak. You know, it's the fucking dead of winter. I mean, I already have fat on me. So, I mean, the fat <laughs> should... I, I should be good there, but yeah, I still would just want to eat something with, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, so like I've been doing that. That's been my, my mon- since I started this job, that's been my Wednesday ritual is like, I'll get a fucking steak and like make steak. And then the problem is it's not so much with the steak, but I mean, maybe it is with the steak, but also with the trimmings, I like mashed potatoes with my steak. High carbs. Yeah. You do oh. that at dinner time. Yeah, and I'm doing that at dinner time. And so that's, that's the problem. You yeah, can't do that. Yeah. And you know, that's starch. Yeah. It's terrible. You gotta eat early. If you're gonna eat a steak, you gotta eat at like five, you gotta take a walk after. Yeah, and uh I'm not going out there in negative fucking two degrees. <sighs> yeah, I know, Miss Minnesotan. I do no, it uphill barefoot. No, I I will walk. I do a lot of walking actually, but once it dips down below ten degrees, it's miserable. Yeah. Anything over ten with a mild breeze, you're fine because you're you know you're walking at a pretty good quick. Clip, ten so ten with a breeze, warm. There, fuck that. If it's windy in ten, miserable. Yep. But usually, you know, five mile an hour breeze, ten see, degrees. See, I, I deal. find that once it gets above freezing, like you know, thirty two and up. Okay, I'm good with walking. See, I start to get kind of warm when you're in the thirties and forties. You can't even wear a jacket when you're walking at a good clip. If you're just strolling along, I'd agree with you. But I'm like walking. Well, I mean, I'm not get, nerdy power walking, but I'm definitely four and a half miles an hour kind of moving. Yeah, I know that from my treadmill. Thank you. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I guess you could equate it to hockey. I mean, you know, typically most 
rinks that I've been around, it's usually about 40 degrees in there. You know, they keep it around 40 degrees and, uh, yeah, you know, cause then, I mean, it's cold out. So you've got layers on like in hockey, you've got layers on, then you start moving. You're going to start sweating. Well, but. we're going to, we're going to keep this going because I believe that by the time we hit June, we will have both hit our goal. Yeah. And my goal goes actually much further than the 20 pounds I have to start with. So this is like phase A. And it's taken me how long? <laughs> if I get under 200 pounds. I'm still pounds, stuck on the first step. That's my goal is under 200. Yeah, once I get under 200, I will feel great. But yeah. I'm not there yet. And my, I, my goal is actually the low 190s. And the bet's always in my mind. Same here. So it keeps me from really, indul- oh, really overindulging. It yeah. has kept me in check. So I really don't want to cancel the bet. Okay, okay. It's been a nice should we Should we take the stakes down on the bet? No. Okay. No. You see all that logging out there? You can't right now because it's dark as hell, but there's a lot. There's at least seven full-size trees. I think it's a wash. You want it to be a wash. I think it's a wash. I think think the statute of limitation applies. So you're telling me you wouldn't even re-bet? Let's re-bet the bet. Six months. Nope. (laughs) Okay, then the bet stands. Fuck. Because what's what's the point of ending something that's for your benefit? If you win, you win-win. You get to get taken out. And if you don't, you get to come help me for a day. And I win. Because I don't half as much work. Well, fuck you, man. Once again, I, I just Travis with the chainsaw isn't a good idea. No, you'll be hauling dirty things, big heavy logs, and you have overalls. Gross shit. You can wear whatever you want. Hell, those those scrubs may or may not be needed in that. But <laughs> so, <laughs> right, we'll have to see. Second thing is, you are going to date. What? Yes, you're going to date. We gave you a whole segment. You pissed away with, uh, was that match or POF? POF. Was POF. Why? Why? Why do you try to suck me back into this? I don't want to date anyone right now. Here is my hook next week we're going to talk about. It. In fact, we're going to talk about dating apps as a whole. We're going to talk know, about Bumble and Tinder. and I still check my POF. I still have that thing on my gonna phone. We're going to get into POF. I need to delete the app because like, I just check it. and It's just more like, oh, who looked at me here? Oh, no one I have interest in. Complete lack of validation here. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about it. Next week, we're going to talk a little bit about that. I'm going to go see a new flick. Oh, that's um, right. You want to talk about this because isn't this like sort of the dead of mating season in Minnesota? Isn't February sort of like... Well, I have some great information that I was putting together for next week's show that's uh, so maybe that teases going to help some people who are dating and maybe give you a feeling for uh, what's going on with them. There's even there's techniques to these dates. There's a behavior and a whole subculture to how people use them and interact with them and what's cool and what's not. We're going to go through that. I'm going to give you pseudo training on dating apps from a married guy who's never used them, so I'm sure it's... You know, this, this is going to go well. This is going to go well. Yeah, as right. it always does. Well, I was James Hamilton. I was Travis McFalls. Thanks for listening. Why don't you follow us on Twitter at When Life Attacks or Facebook When Life Attacks Podcast. Or you can look directly at our blog, which is whenlifeattackspodcast.com. My job consists of basically masking my contempt for the assholes in charge and at least once a day retiring to the men's room so I can jerk off while I fantasize about a life that doesn't so closely resemble hell. Well, you obviously have no interest in saving yourself.